Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Words Headlines. Um, I am back with you with another episode, um, and today I'm just going to recap. Actually, I've got a special guest. I'm going to recap, um, preview some games from last week and this week, um, as well as have some updates to our SH Pick 6 collections. Sean had a few last-second changes, but first I'd like to thank Podgo for uh, sponsoring this video. Podco is the easiest way to monetize your podcast. It gives podcasters a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Uh, apply today to become a member and be connected with advertisers that fit your audience and make sure that you uh, enter sports headlines and how you heard about Podgo section of your application, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, uh, Podgo dot co. Um, but I'd like to welcome in my special guest today. Um, he will, they will be coming on in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sean Davis. Hello. You, you're muted. Good Hello, job. my beautiful people. I'm back. Your savior is back. All right, calm down. Have you? I've been doing just fine. I'm pretty sure. That's what the, that's what the views say. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited. Good to be back. One night fully. One day only, rather. One night stand for Sean. Um. <laughs> so welcome back, Sean. Um, do you know when your personal hiatus will be over? Hold on, we're always asking the tough questions. I do, or I have an idea of when my hiatus will be over. I'm not going to announce it yet. I will announce it. My return is going to be a spectacle on the NBA. Gosh darn it. Um, it's going to be a spectacle. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce that at a future date, but I will be back full-time um, hopefully throughout the next couple of weeks and months, maybe that gives you a hint at how long I'll be out. Um, but hopefully over that time frame, I'll be able to get like, uh, short term, not short term, like here and there, just adding in and coming on the show, like, like I am today. Um, uh, but right now, not, I won't be back full term for, for some time. And I'll announce my full time return date in the coming, uh, Soon, sooner rather than later. And Warner already knows he has some plans for my return, and I can't wait. But yeah, there's your answer. Yep. All right. Um, so we only got half an hour today, and we are already three minutes and 10 seconds in. So let's get right into it, Sean. Um, let's go quickly your changes to your SH um, pick six. I believe you want to change your pick on the Niners Seattle game. Yes. Um, Yep, that's correct. correct. I, I'm changing my pick on that game. And you try to persuade me out of it. I guess you're trying to help me or whatever, but I mean, I don't know. Um, I was trying to help you because I did not think that you knew the latest injury report, but you did. Yeah, but, you know, when, when you look at San Fran, and this is, I guess, my, my time to, to own it. <laughs> After San Fran lost to Miami, I was so ecstatic in the chat and our, our – uh, Team group kind of like, yeah, Warner, you want to shut up now? They lost to the Dolphins 43 to 17. 
And then what have they done the past two weeks? They beat the yeah, they beat the Rams by a touchdown, but the way they imposed their will on that Rams team, um, treated the Rams like the little brother. And then last week, New England is in a chance. I haven't seen New England defense look that bad in, in quite some time now. Um, offensively, they, they are using their weapons, getting them in space. Brandon Ayuk has looked like every every uh, bit of the part that they want him to be when they drafted him, I believe, in the second round. Or was it no, second round? Second round. Um, yeah. George Kittle continues to make his case as the best tight end in football right now. And when, when you take all these things into occasion, and, and defensively, they're still fine. You know, Nick Bosa is still a, a, a really big loss, and they still don't have Richard Sherman. They're, they're serviceable enough. And I think Kyle should be able to scheme some things up to keep them in the game long enough and eventually win this game. And Jimmy G typically doesn't make too many mistakes, and the Seattle defense is nothing to – uh, to brag about, especially with the loss of Jamal Adams for this week as well. Um, correction, Brent Ayuk was actually drafted as the second to last pick of the first round. Um, so I was about to say, why didn't Green Bay just draft him? Well, because he was off the board. <sighs> Although I, I do like, I will say, I do like A.J. Dillon. I think he has looked good in the limited carries and, and uh, snaps he's played. So he has looked good. Um it, I, but it's going to be a slower process for our top, really three draft picks as Dick Guara is out with an ACL injury from UC uh, right now. But they have, I don't know if the new rankings have come out yet. I probably should know that being an analyst, but um, they were the number nine team and they kind of manhandled SMU. They're, they're the number seven team now. UC especially seven. in the fourth quarter. So, um, hey, are we, are we going to see top four UC? Because Georgia's going to have to play Bama again. So yeah, that might be a Georgia's going to lose a two-loss team. Lose mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's going to lose at some point. Notre Dame's going to lose it. Notre Dame has Clemson and North Carolina. I think they're going to lose at some point. I don't know. It, it's in the realm of possibility for sure. I think it's going to be a year. It's going to be this year with all the craziness that's going on. And even when UCF was on their crazy run, they never were this high this early, which really shows you, number one, how the committee has changed. Number two, how good you see is this year. Hats off to Lucas yeah, and, down there. Oh yeah, he he's really turning that program around. The only undefeated teams, uh, besides you know Notre Dame, OSU, Alabama, and Clemson, of course. Uh, Georgia is three and one right now. Oklahoma State, you said the number sixteen, they're four and zero. They're going to lose. You have four and zero. Wisconsin, they got their game postponed this week. I announced that a few days ago. Can, they're one and zero. Yeah, go ahead. The Big Ten may be the worst ran conference in college football. 21-day quarantine? Seriously? 21. Like, oh, wow. Hey, oh, at least the players get to play. At least the players terrible. get to play. No, no, um, I think it's the team. It might be just the players. I'm pretty sure it's the whole team. You know, I, I was saying at least at least we get to see Big Ten football at some point this year. Oh, um, my God. But they, better, they, better, they better stay case-free. Uh, the other undefeated teams, though, BYU, 6-0. and Michigan, of course, 1-0. and Oregon hasn't played yet. Um, and then you got like a 5-0 and CCU, um, a 5-0 and Marshall. But those teams, I mean, they really have no legitimate shot in, um, in getting there. And then, of course, you have the 3-2 and Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Sean's probably a little bit disappointed about that. But I am. That's what, I am. that's what happens when you don't have a Heisman candidate 
as your quarterback, as you guys Rattler have. For is young. He's, he's young and raw. I think, I, think he, I think he's going to progress and get a lot better. And probably yeah, 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 yeah. Next yeah. few years. That, that's not what I'm this year. Yeah, not, not this year. This, year. this nope. isn't the year. We <laughs> may right. sneak in a Big 12 title, but not no college football playoff. If you guys win the Big 12 title, ain't nobody from the Big 12 making the college football playoffs. Um, let's go uh, back. What was your other change for your SH pick six? I believe it was just an over-under. Um, yeah, if I'm I'm correct. I'm going to change my Steelers-Ravens over-under to under. I forget what the over the exact over-under is, Warner. Maybe you can help me out with that. But when I thought I about this, this game, and when I look at these two teams, John Harbaugh and Mike Tom, both similar coaches in terms of their style. Neither, neither of them are really scheme geniuses. They're like CEOs. They man, want some of the best at managing the team. And their teams are ultra-tough. Plays are in, in the personnel. Yeah, they play. They play solid, hard-nosed defense. They're tough, and I'm just thinking about. I'm like, this, I don't think there's gonna be like a whole bunch of like touchdowns in this game. So I'm gonna go under. Still gonna pick Pittsburgh. I like. Pitt, I trust Big Ben. Even though, like for example, Lamar is higher. Warner released my top ten quarterback list a few days ago. Now, Lamar might have been higher than Big Ben, but I trust Big Ben more than Lamar Jackson in a big mm-hmm. time game. And one more thing I want to mention, Baltimore, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. They have to get over, like when they face the elite of the elite teams or in a big time game, they struggle. Casey pounded them two straight years, right? Um, crap. Uh, and, Pittsburgh and, last year. Can, I, can I say this? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to say this. I think that's because slightly because Lamar Jackson's play style he is still not the passer that everybody wishes he has developed into. And Wait. while I think he's, what, 23, 24 years old, still very, very young, he is not the pa- that passer yet. And I think they're trying to force that onto him a little bit. Um, and and that's that's kind of having drawbacks. But at the end, in the NFL, you need to have a good passing quarterback to be able to win a championship. Um, and, and that's why some like guys – Yeah, and this is why some guys throughout league history – have not won Super Bowls as starting quarterbacks just because of their skill set. Yeah, and again, Greg Roman, people are saying, oh, my gosh, Greg Roman. I was one of them at first, like, why are you making Lamar a passer? And I'm like, I sit back, I go watch some other people I I trust and I I respect. Warner, you know I'm talking about. Starts with a T. Well, his first name is M, but you know I'm talking about. Um, And it's like, and I'm like, crap. He's right because Greg Roman's a smart guy, and he knows we're not going to reach our full potential if Lamar Jackson can't be a passer. But yeah, um, I think Pittsburgh will still win. But I got him on under now. Here, here's another thing, though. Um, I really want to see how Pittsburgh's line plays, but also, um, just Roman Greg Roman is probably going to be a head coach next year. Just because some NFL owners are Better not the Jets. smartest in, in terms of uh, personnel, and he is a, he is a successful offensive coordinator um, who's been on successful teams. Um, but that that I, I think he's trying to boost his stock maybe a little bit because at the end of the day, like I said, you need a good passing quarterback to win games, and if 
he doesn't have that good passing quarterback, he's maybe trying to force it onto him a little bit. That's causing him to lose some games and maybe drop his stock a little bit. So, you know, it's it's always it's it's a business in the NFL, and we'll see, we'll see how this ends up. I think I think the Ravens are still going to have a, success, a successful season, though. Right now, by the way, Sean, the over under for this game is um, forty six and a half points. Forty six. Yep. It might have changed. Uh, yeah, but I, that's what he had just said. Oh no, never mind. Keep it on the over. <laughs> it was just, like like when you said it on SHL, it was in the fifties. I I yeah, that definitely sounds familiar. I think they might have changed it. Let me let me make sure of yeah. that. That I'm gonna, to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reload it. Um yeah, right now the over under is 46 and a half. Well, first off, that's more reasonable. Like, come on, they're not going to, like, uh. So you want the over again? Yeah, I want the over again. I was about to say, like, 40, like, 50. It was, like, it was in the 50s. I was like, nah, I'm not. We can, we can go back and check the transcripts at the end of this episode, see if ESPN changes the over-unders on us. Um, by the way, uh, future reference, if that ever does happen for SH pick seven, pick six, uh, whatever we decide to call it, I think we're I think we're at pick seven right now, but um, pick six sounds cool because it's an actual play in in football. It's pick six but, right now because there's six games. Yeah, like, we have <laughs> cut it down to six games, or we've cut it down. To six um, but um, if ESPN does change the over under, we'll go on the over under that I said or or Sean announced in the video. Um, we've got tr- we've got transcripts. Um, but but for this for this exception, we'll go with 46 and a half. Um, but just in case, just to, for any confusion, we have gone much too long ago on this introduction, if you want to call that that, um, just about 14 minutes. So Sean, let's get into these games. Um, let's start with let's start with San Fran and Seattle. What what uh, what's your outlook on this game? Yeah, um, again, part of the reason why I picked San Fran. Seattle, I dropped in my power rankings this week, but it's not like an overreaction. It's not like an overreaction, though, because the problems that were present this week have been problems for the past for the first five weeks in the season or however long. We, we also we also did see some new problems, aka Russell Wilson and three interceptions. Um, and, and I call I, I said it was lackadaisical when, when I first saw it. And I didn't I didn't mean like like outside of three interceptions, you play as well as you could probably play. Well, it's really like the pass to to uh who was that in the corner where Buda, where Buda Baker picked it off? I think it was Hollister. Yeah. No, it might be it might be David Moore. I don't think it was Hollister. I, I'm pretty sure it was a tight end, but regardless okay. of that, oh, he yeah, kind of lobbed it there. He he kind of lobbed it there. He wasn't expecting Baker to be in great yeah, position. Yeah, and, and that's just a play where I'm like, fake. I mean, not Baker. Russ doesn't normally make that play where it's like, I'm just going to loft it up in the air, let it hang in the air for 30,000 hours and get intercepted. That That's just not something that I'm used to seeing with Russ. So I call him, I call this performance lackadaisical. But again, uh, now the one, the reason why I initially picked Seattle is because the way you beat San Fran is you got, like, they struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray this year and last year. They didn't beat him last year, but got, uh, Arizona gave them a run for their money last year. And I, and, and I look at the team again. I, like, I think Kyle Shanahan 
has proven once again he is that good of a coach and a play caller. Robert Salu, Salah, dang it, is, is that bad good. Names. I'm bad at names. Is uh, what, if not the best defensive uh, coordinator in the game. And it's unfortunate because you're going to always hear his name brought up one of the best. All, you're, you're always going to hear his name in the head coaching conversation. He's never going to get the job, though, because when you look at the 32 teams and you look at, like, the 25 teams that have had a recent hiring, only seven of them, seven of them have, quote-unquote, defensive-minded coaches, right? So that means 18 of the 25 more recent hirings, including a man who was hired because he breathed the same air as Sean McVay. Um, so hey, are you talking about Matt LaFleur? No, I'm talking about Zach Taylor. Uh, you can also say that for Matt LaFleur. Sean McVay, suffice it to say, he's gotten a lot of people jobs in the NFL. Matt LaFleur has proven he's a good coach, though. Zach Taylor. He has, he has proven he is a good play caller um, and a motivational coach, but he still has a lot of stuff to work on, as we talked about. When uh, when your game plan originally breaks down, you can't really do what you want to do. He gets away and goes to this more Mike McCarthy-esque, kind of what we're seeing with Dallas right now. Uh, Mike McCarthy did not change at all. Um, and now that he doesn't have the explosiveness from his guys, he's not getting the most out of his $90 million running back. Now that this franchise quarterback's gone, He's not doing this all the play act. He's he's just he's getting too predictable, and I think that was um that was a big thing. This is what happens when you miss so much time from the show. Cause I, I I'm glad you brought the Cowboys. You are cowards. Okay, I'm joking, but you kind of are. If that was Dak Prescott, I think Ryan Clark said it. It would have been hands on sight. They would like the second somebody like uh it would it would have got ugly. But this I whole mean, Cowboys team, this whole Cowboys team got punched in the stomach and then fell on top of their knee and just got the wind knocked out of them. And and they have they've been like that for the last probably two or three weeks. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna defend the Cowboys because what they did was wrong. But these companies and these shows, like for example, like if there was a brawl, you telling me that they would have been like, Oh my gosh, no. For the safety of the players, we're in COVID times. You don't want to engage in unnecessary contact. But they're the same people that would have been like, oh, my God, you didn't go after him? That's soft. Shut up. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Let's get back to the San Francisco game. Um, uh, real quick, I'm going to give you some, some season stats. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown for just over 1,000 yards. Remember, he did get benched and did miss a game. Um, but seven touchdowns, four interceptions. Raheem Mostert, the leading rusher for this team, is on IR yet again, um, but he has 300 yards. Also, Jeff Wilson Jr., um, the main running, the feature running back against the Patriots for the first two and a half quarters, um, also is out for this game. And George Kittle is the leading receiver despite missing some time, 435 yards receiving and two touchdowns. And then for Seattle, obviously, Russell Wilson, 22 touchdowns, six picks, just under 1,900 yards. Um, Chris Carson, 323 yards on the ground with three scores. And Tyler Lockett, after that 200-yard day, has 542 yards receiving and seven, seven touchdowns. Sean, what does your fantasy team have to say about that? Because I'm in first place now, and I am enjoying it. When you, beat me, when you beat me, I was talking about, oh, man, I, my whole team's injured. What the heck, man? And, and now, now, now I'm in first place still. So, Tyler Lockett single-handedly beating me. 
55 fantasy points. I lost by 20. If he gets his average, think about this. If he gets his average with like 15 to 20, I win. Hey, hey, hey. If, if, if you think about it, if you think about it, our teams, the way our scoring is based and the, our roster sizes, get about 200 to 220 points a week, like anywhere from 180 to 220. Tyler Lockett had about a third of the other He would have a fourth of the normal team. So. A little more, a little, bit, a little more than a fourth, I think. Oh, my God. Um, and then injury reports. Uh, right now, no outs for um, Seattle, although Jamal Adams is likely to be out. And Debo Samuel and Jeff Wilson Jr., of course, are done, as well as Raheem Mostert, who's on IR uh, for this week. So um, I, I would say look for look for them to get Debo, uh, not Debo Samuel, but Brian, uh, Brandon Ayuk involved. Uh, we saw a lot of, in, in film, we saw a lot of D, uh, Debo Samuel kind of getting, you know, motion and jet motion uh, going behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo gets the snap, and he's just standing there about two yards back from the line of scrimmage waiting for a pass um, as a checkdown guy. And Garoppolo feeds it to him. He goes ahead, either runs somebody over, makes somebody miss, or falls forward and gets anywhere from four to 15 yards. Um, and then he also had a few snaps in a running back as well. So look for Brandon Ayuk to um, be to have a big day. Um, and guess whose fantasy team he's on? What's the next game? <laughs> Um, let's go to the, the other big game. Let's go to um, to Seattle or not Seattle, um, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Um, right now, Baltimore's actually has a sixty seven percent chance to win this game, according to ESPN, um, with uh, Pittsburgh only having thirty two point eight percent chance. Big Big Ben, just under fifteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns, four picks. James Conner. 450 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, and Chase Claypool with 333 yards receiving and four touchdowns, the leaders for Pittsburgh. Of course, Lamar Jackson not doing too great passing yards-wise, uh, 1,135, 10 touchdowns, two picks. He's also the leading rusher for this team with uh, 346 yards on the ground and two touchdowns, and Marquise Brown, 376 yards through the air and a touchdown. Uh, what's your take on this game, John? Well, look, the Steelers. I'm gonna get a, I'm, I'm gonna expect what I see from them every week. They may have the best line play on both sides of the ball I've seen in a while. Like mm-hmm. our prime example is Cleveland. Dominant, like, dominant with the exclamation, like bold letters by the D. Dominant. Um, and prime example is oh, the. <laughs> Oh man! If if I knew if I know if hey if I knew how to make a gift, you would be on the internet right now. Prime <laughs> <laughs> example is the Cleveland game. I don't know, I don't know why I just started laughing. Prime example is the Cleveland game. Cleveland's offensive line has been much improved this year, and they made Cleveland look like a JV offensive line, and they made life a living nightmare for Baker Mayfield in that contest. Their line play is dominant. Baltimore gives up a handful of sacks. A lot of those are due to Lamar scrambling outside of pocket, though. What I'm, what I'm going to look for, Greg Rome's got to be creative. He's going to have to dig deep in his bag of tricks. He's going to face his team twice. So obviously, you don't want to give up too much, potentially the playoffs, too. So you got to dig deep in this one. This is a tough game at home. Got to win this one. Pittsburgh 
I, I picked them to win the division this year. It was it was depending on if Big Ben was going to be a top 10-ish quarterback coming off a of baseball injury, as Warner would call it, right? Um, and, and what I really loved, and this is my last thing, Warner, about what Pittsburgh has done this year, there's no number one receiver. Any week, Chase Claypool, he has supporting cast. Deontay Johnson was the number one receiver last week. Couple games, Chase Claypool is the number one receiver. They still have Juju Smith-Huster, Eric Ebron, James Conner, Blake Snell Jr. I believe out of the backfield as well. This team offensively, there's no one. Blake Snell, Benny Snell, Benny Snell. My bad. There's no, there's no like, there's nothing elite about this team offensively. Maybe the offensive line has always been really, really good, but there's no elite aspect of this team on the offensive Everything's side of the ball. Good, but Everything's everything, good. everything is good, and sometimes that's all you need to win a football game, especially when your defense is arguably the best in the league. Tampa could rival that, though. But the line play, my I think, God. I think Pittsburgh has a better defense than Tampa um, right now. Um, and, and throughout the season. Tampa's number but two then. I, I will say that um, line play, 100%, that's going to win the game or lose the game for Pittsburgh. If they can, we've seen a lot of times where, um, you know, the Ravens used to get Lamar Jackson on the on the perimeter um, on the read option. So he would, you know, hand the ball off, right, and then pull it and get to the perimeter. But now that teams are going to a lot wider or like a, a nickel or a dime look, we saw the Chargers do that in the playoff game two years ago. Uh, we've seen teams a lot of the time stay keep their same personnel, but just spread out their formation so that they have guys on the perimeter to stop Lamar. Look for the Steelers um, linebackers to be key. Yep, so that's a weakness on this defense. But but here here's the thing though. Now what the Ravens are starting to do is have the running back come across Lamar, so he's he has the ball here, and then he's tucking it and running up the middle, and the the running backs kind of going more towards the outside, and and I think that's a big thing where you, you've got guys like Devin Bush, T.J. Watt, and Bud Dupree. Uh, Which is out with you, like, right. like Edmonds and, and obviously T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. Oops, I yeah, had um, to mean on myself. But, yeah, um, Devin Bush towards ACL. So, but, yeah, that's to be the other guys. got to step up. Yeah, um, so it's, it's going to have to be um, a, a really, really good game uh, – for all four quarters played by Pittsburgh. And and if Lamar or if the Ravens want to win this game, Lamar Jackson's gonna have to be big in the passing game. Uh right now, Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith are both questionable. They're most likely gonna play. But um especially if those guys miss, you're going to see Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith Schuster be able to make plays, James Conner be able to run the ball. Um and even though the Ravens got Yannick Ngakwe to pair with Judon and Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf and, and all the other guys that I'm I'm just not thinking of on that defensive line and, and in that pass rush, um, they're going to be able to get home on Big Ben, but Big Ben can get the ball out quick, especially to twitchy, explosive, speedy guys like Claypool and Johnson. Um, it's it's going to be a nightmare for that for that um, Ravens defense if Pittsburgh kind of goes the way that I think they should go in the quick passing game. Get the receiver. Get your playmaking receivers, the twitchy guys, the ball. And um, then when Baltimore realizes they have to play more passively on the on the, on the the rush, then you can start to air the ball out, get Juju Smith-Schuster involved. I'm not saying he's not twitchy or good, uh, just saying he's usually not the That's guy the that you think of to, um, 
to to make everybody miss. Go ahead. Uh, is it just me that now, like after hearing you explain all that stuff, and after get me giving my explanation, this seems like all the signs, like not saying both of them have a chance to win, but this seems like all the signs are pointing towards Pittsburgh winning this game. Well, all I'm going to say is um, we both picked the Steelers in our SH pick six uh, for this week. So I think that's why I that's why I mentioned ESPN's um, win predictability thing or whatever the heck they call it, because that actually surprised me that they give Baltimore a 67 percent chance. Yes. 67 seems like a lot. That, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for reference, the Seattle San Francisco game, um, that that was that was a whole lot closer uh, with a, with it being 50.3% in, um, in favor of Seattle and 49.3 for San Francisco. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to come down to the line play and, and if they can stop Lamar Jackson on the ground and make him throw the ball. And then if they can get the ball into um, their, their twitchy receivers hands um, quickly, then it's going to neutralize the pass rush and they're going to be able to make plays. That's just what Pittsburgh does. Um, let's move on. Couple of couple of question mark teams, um, both having really really good records. Uh, the four and two Saints going up against the five and two Bears. Um, Drew Brees, of course, having a pretty stellar year: eleven touchdowns, three picks. Kamara, both being the leading rusher and the leading receiver, um, we're most likely going to see Michael Thomas be back. Um, Emmanuel Sanders missed last week due to COVID nineteen, so we'll see if he plays. And David Montgomery, um, 350 yards on the ground, and then Allen Robinson, 544 with two touchdowns. Um, and then Nick Foles, six touchdowns, six interceptions on the game. He threw two picks against the Rams. What do you expect from um, from this Chicago offense coming into this game? Because I think that's that's the X factor of Chicago to win. I don't think – and, you know, we watched – all right, we watched film on the Bears – uh, but keep in mind, they did not score an offensive touchdown against the Rams. Their touchdown was an Eddie Jackson fumble recovery. And granted, the Rams defense, at least this year, has been a lot better than New Orleans. Don't want to say it's not. But come on, first off, the strength. They're, they're similar, though. They're comparable in terms of talent. Aaron yeah. Donald and Jordan. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald Donald is the best defensive player in the game right now. But Cam Jordan's still a pretty dang good pass rusher. Yeah. And um, so, of course, Aaron Donald coming from the middle and Jordan coming from the edge, we can argue which one wrecks more havoc. But it's still, with the Bears offensive line and Nick Foles' lack of accuracy, especially under pressure. We'll see how big it is. Oh, my gosh, the throw. He threw the ball, like, literally right to Jalen Ramsey. Under pressure, he, he missed Allen Robinson by five yards. Yeah, um, God, put in my hands. You guys can't even see my face. How about this? Um, I, I don't feel like the strength. I think New Orleans will be able to neutralize Chicago's strengths defensively for for Chicago anyway. I think you just said Carolina. Chicago's strengths defensively, I think, will be neutralized by New Orleans. Their oh, really? strength is the pass rush. Khalil Mack and the crew. The Saints still have one of the best offensive lines in football. That's probably the only thing that has to regress on this team. <laughs> it, it, it's their offensive line their, and, and their protection. And, and Alvin Kamara, yeah. And you add in Michael Thomas, the potentially Emmanuel Sanders into the mix. 
it is it is makes everything like pointing towards New Orleans. So I didn't think we did this game for SH prime time. This is a waste of my time. New Orleans is gonna win this game. Nick Foles can't throw the football. I actually I had a bold prediction. I said to Warner off I'm gonna say it now. Wait, hold on, let me pull up the schedule. Crap. That's yeah, the, my... Bears, the Bears next schedule. Uh, in the Bears next schedule, this upcoming schedule, um, they play after after the Saints. They play the uh, the Titans, then they play Green Bay. The, t- uh, wait, play the Titans, the Titans, then they play the Vikings. Vikings, then they play Packers, Bay. Lions, Texans, Vikings. Yep. I would not be surprised if they win a maximum, maybe one or two games. And here's my bold prediction: Mitchell Trubisky will be a starter by the end of the year. He's gonna start by the end of the year. Because I mean, serious. You want to know my bold prediction? That the Bears won't make the playoffs. That's not a bold prediction. That's not a bold prediction. My bold prediction is neither of these QBs will be on the Bears roster next year. Feasible. I can see that. I can see that. Because I, 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 even if Mr. Trubisky gets the starting job again, he's not going to play well. I mean, he already had a shot at the beginning of the year, and he did not play well. Uh, and he played. He played the Lions, the Giants, the Falcons, and and the Colts, and then the Bucks. And somehow, I mean, Nick Foles started against the Bucks, but somehow they beat the. I still can't believe they beat the Bucks. Oh man, that just proves everybody gets a stinker game. Everybody gets a stinker game. <laughs> it's fourth down, right? It's, it's third down. No fourth. Oh, it's their ball. Oh, we just lost. Dang it, offensive line. You didn't do your job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Brady, uh, it was just fourth down. Like, you're yelling. And you usually Brady doesn't want to mess up. And then he can yell. When you don't mess up, you can yell at other people for messing up. But when you make that big of an error, and it's a mental gap too, it's not like, oh, well, he just missed the throw or he threw it behind the receiver and the receiver dropped it. But he thought it was a whole nother down, and that cost them the game. I mean. All right. Um, that's about all the time we have. Um, so let's quickly run through the games. Um, we've got this week. Um, hopefully Dallas gets moved out of prime time. Hopefully, hopefully. But Thursday night football, Falcons and the Panthers play. Panthers um, Sean, what, I agree as well. What? How? How big of a chance? Like out of ten, or or percent chance uh, without any math in, involved. How 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 likely do you think it is that the Panthers make the playoffs as a wild card? 15% chance because there is a legitimate possibility right now that four teams, I don't think it will because you got to get two out of the eight NFC South. It's a real shot four teams that come out of the NFC West if the, if the Saints fall off the off a cliff right now. And then it's like uh, crap, Carolina allowed to overjump both New Orleans will have to overdrive at least New Orleans, and they have the four teams in the NFC West to worry about. I think you got to get one on the NFC North and one on the NFC East, um, which would be a five-win team. Um, so, when, 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 and they'll be able to host a playoff game, which is insane. It's ridiculous. Um, so when you, so when you look at it from that perspective, fifteen percent Arizona or the Rams could fall off a cliff. Be like. It's in a realm of possibility. Here. New Orleans could fall off their schedule and gets tougher with Kansas City, Tampa again. So I think it's still possible. 
Here, here's my take on this. I think they can definitely make it. Uh, if you think about it, the playoff picture before was probably Green Bay and Minnesota coming out of the north, Tampa Bay and New Orleans coming out of the south. That's four teams. Um, Minnesota. Before the season. Before wow. the season. Uh, probably Dallas coming – Dallas or Philly coming out of the out of the east. Um, so that's five teams. And then two teams from the NFC West. So now that Minnesota's out, we'll see the NFC West is going to have to fight each other. And I think one team is going to come out um, with a worse record than they actually are, if you know what I mean, because they have to play everybody else twice, uh, whether that's um, – And whether with that's the Seattle. way that they played, I think – you know, the Rams might not be the worst team. I think it's going to be the Rams. The Rams show that they can't really hang with San Fran. And, and I think I think it's going to be the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals' youth is I going to come back to buy them, and they're going to lose some close games. They I, haven't but, done that yet, though. They you, haven't. They've come up big in some games, and they've come up small in some games. I'll, I'll just say that. I don't think – I think if uh, the Panthers were in the AFC, I think they'd make it in the playoffs ahead of the Raiders, ahead of the Chargers, ahead of the Colts. Um, Sean, just your record, the way they started off the season. I know you have an easier patch, but calm down. Um, but I don't think they are going to make the playoffs. And then um, what about the Patriots, Sean? What do you think? What's your take on the Patriots? Are we going to see Jared Stidham next week? Probably. I think you got I think Cam Newton is your best chance to win still. I picked them to beat Buffalo this week. And here's why really quick. We did get a chance to touch on. I'm going to be, I'm going to be really quick with this. Um, look, Bill Belichick still has their number. Buffalo, they, they struggle against New England. This offense or pass three games hey, here. But you know, but you know who has New England's number? The Dolphins somehow. Somehow. I don't know. Somehow. I don't know. Somehow. Always it, once it, a year. Miami. Miami. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> crap. This is the Bills' offensive like scoring the past three games: sixteen against the Titans, seventeen against the Chiefs, eighteen against the Jets. Name one of those defense that are anything like that, that are stellar. None of them. Kansas City's improved this year defensively. They're more aggressive. They play better so far this year. Tennessee, we've seen you can score on them. And the Jets, don't get me started on the Jets. I was working the Bengals game, and I look up a couple times like, oh, my God. It's 10-0. Jets are winning? How? And, I mean, yeah, they managed to win because the Jets are the Jets. But still, I'm worried about their offense. It's not a blistering cut. Josh Allen hasn't played too bad. I mean, he, he this is how many ever scored a football. You got to score touchdowns in the NFL. Regressing to the mean, I told you. After this start, it's still Josh Allen. He is not yet Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say it was Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. But, on, but a lot of people were taking it that way. I, I know you didn't. But you did have him in your top 10 QBs for a little bit. That's a problem. But you, anyway, you, know, you didn't have you know, to. 40% chance. We're still in the AFC to make the playoffs for the Patriots. And Cam's your best chance to win for now. If they start losing some more, then Jared Sims go start. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think they made the playoffs, but that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um we will see who ends up getting that seven seed and honestly the sixth seed as well in the AFC as the season progresses. Thank you all for watching. Um big shout out to Crossover Media at Crossover365 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh thank you to Sean for joining me for this segment of SH News 30, which now is 40 minutes. Um thank you all for watching. This is the most authentic place in sports. Wait, wait, can I say it right quick? Who knows how long it'll be? Can I say it right quick? Can I say it?
ahead. They watch sports analysts. You most time. Dang, they freaking play. I quit. The most authentic oh. place. <laughs> I should have said no. The most authentic freaking place is sports. And Warner will see you guys tomorrow because tomorrow's Freaky Friday. Sure. Sure. But thank you all for watching. Um, be sure to give us a follow and crossover media follow on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for watching and have a great rest of your day. Oh, I'm